Gray Fox. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast formerly known as Grey Fox Plays Games. It's now known as X. Is that the thing now? Is that is that what we're doing now? I don't Can know. Is it called, has, has anyone actually taken. called it X yet? Because I know he's put X, but is this like a prince thing? Is it like a symbol? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Weird, this is a video games podcast. So once a fortnight, a bunch of friends jump on the podcast, talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and that sweet, sweet fandom in between. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever good podcast services are found. But you already knew that. We didn't know is who I got on the pod this week. So I'm going to bring him in. I'm going to bring up some tension because it's been a while. The prodigal son returns from the lands between Michael Carden Edwards, our souls man. Welcome back, brother. Hello. <laughs> and next, our producer, Jonathan Moles. How's it going, buddy? And I kind of want him to turn around now, like the end of Predator or the start of a 70s TV show, like, hey, you didn't notice you there. Alex Hemming. You've caught me off guard. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I hope we are all well, but the usual intro is about casting, but I didn't do a casting thing this time. Now, Michael Carden Edwards is a man of wrestling. He adores it. He's going to talk to us about AEW in a little bit, but I wanted to know, what is your ride or die, your absolute favourite wrestler or wrestling personality of all time? I'm going to go with Hemming. I suppose before I before I go to all time, let me talk to you. Because there's only yeah. one guy right now whose game it is with everybody saying L.A. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the favourite guy right now. I love this man. He is incredible. Uh Favorite of all time. Uh, <laughs> some people are Shawn Michaels guys. Some people are Bret Hart guys. I think I'm, I'm now a Brian Danielson guy. I think he might actually be becoming my number one of all time. Who Just is seeing this guy? the what's, rise what's he that he's it? come up. So he started out in the independent scene. He's trained by Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. Um, came up through Ring of Honor as a really hardcore technical wrestler, will battle through all sorts of pain, fought a match when he had legitimately broken his orbital bone and his eye was basically hanging out, um, went into the, the WWE. Guy? He is. He's the yes guy. The, the pointy, all right, so he people the yes of a certain guy. age, you don't watch wrestling now and you see photos, it's the pointy guy. <laughs> it's the pointy guy. <laughs> if you've typed in for a gif of just yes, it'll be him with his arms up in the air. So, yeah, he just makes everything look brutal, and I love him for it. And he's an absolute madman, and I worry that he's going to die every time I watch him wrestle these days. And it's brilliant. So that's my there man. You go. There you go. Well, he's nodding like a Cheshire cat. I'll pass it to our soul's brother, Michael Carden-Edwards. Uh, Mr. Hemming said that you're either a Shawn Michaels or a, or a Brett the Hitman Hart guy. I am a Brett the Hitman Hart guy Till I die, okay? He was. My, I asked my when my parents came to visit me a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was talking about because me and Hemming and Woods and Jackson, in a month's time, going to go to Wembley Stadium. They've sold out seventy thousand strong. Is it seventy thousand at the moment, or near, near on eighty? Right? It's seventy-eight thousand, I think, yeah. have sold so far. So eighty could be eighty-five thousand people there. It's going to yeah. be nuts. I was telling my folks I'll, I'll be back in London in, in a month's time. And I asked them, do you remember who my favourite was as a kid? And the pair of them both said it was Bret Hart. And I was like, 
Yes, it was. Exactly. I'm glad you remembered. He was my favourite as a kid. I shook his hand in 2007, I think it was, and it was a, a joyous experience. Um, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. The truth. Brett, How was it shaking his hand? Was it like a giant ham? It was like shaking a catcher's mitt, uh, uh, <laughs> weirdly enough. He's not like the biggest guy, but he was just seemed enormous to me. So, yeah. Lovely. Lovely. And what a full circle moment to meet him all those years later. Was it like on good terms or was he like living out of his car? I'd, I'd love to know, like, what was he doing? Uh, Brett's a legend, man. He, he, you know, he's sent, he saved his money. He knows what he's doing. Good man. He's, what was he, what's uh, the scenario though when you shook his hand in 2007? Like, what was going uh, on? We were going to see a, um, a what is it, 1PW event in Doncaster. Um, and, uh, with, uh, and, and we stayed at Holly's house, your, your, your wife's house. Um, that's why that's the first time I met her parents. That was fun. And um, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett was there and, he, and uh, they lost his guitars on, in, on the plane, apparently. So he started just beaning people with chairs instead. Um, but <laughs> Bret Hart was making a special appearance there. It was essentially the roster of TNA. So you had people like Abyss and uh, or, you know, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and people like that. But then also Bret Hart for some reason. And he did like a Q&A before where you could kind of ask him questions and go meet and greet, shake his hand, get something autographed, blah, 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 blah. And then he was on the show doing like a, like a promo. Nice. And at that point in his life, Bret Hart hadn't been really around the wrestling business for a few years. So it was like, oh, whoa, let's go and see Bret Hart in Doncaster of all places. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I, I can imagine he is now a local legend there. There'll be pubs with his picture on hanging somewhere because he it, kind it, of just stopped by. One of the greatest photos I've ever seen is because uh, Wood's got a photo with Brett. I got a photo with Brett. Jackson got a photo with Brett. And he stood quite far away in a very awkward, like, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's so, because Woods is basically hugging Brett, like, inside him. I'm just kind of <laughs> next to him, but the photo is quite blurry because Jackson took it. Thanks, dude. <laughs> And when Jackson's got this photo, he's just like, Brett's on one half of the screen here. And Jackson Does it look like hitched. the Ashley Cole photo with Roma? It's like the Ashley Cole photo with Roma. Where you're just like, Let's go. why are you so awkward, man? Yeah, a bit weird. <laughs> Love it. All right, Moles, bring it, bring it in. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the other half of what's been mentioned. So, yeah, mine was the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Ah, just a showman. Just a showman. I just remember as a kid, like his entrances were always just no fucking zip wires and mirrored suits and jangly jackets. <laughs> the jangly, he was the most jangly jangliest jacket. man in the it business. Chaps as well, yeah. the chaps. Le- the leather chaps. <laughs> the many, will, many sets of leather chaps. I will never forget the time, Mr. Moles, where you dressed up as Shawn Michaels at university I'm once. Sure, you did. And I had a full outfit. You had, uh, and you had um, two pairs, two, two, two attires in case one of them went wrong. One of them was the tights. You bought some tights and... Um, you got onto the landing of our house wearing these tights. You kind of put them on in your room, come outside. Is it tight? It's all packaged moles. I, I, I did not have the physique I for tights. Could not, I, I thought I was going to die with laughter. Um, Woods <laughs> was having some kind of like, embolism. Embolism. Yeah, he was. And Moles was like, screw this, went to his room, put on the chaps instead. I was like, damn it, we almost had moles out in tights all night. But, yeah, <laughs> damn it, I, I screwed up by laughing. Um, oh, for me, it's a hard one, man, because like, there's so many amazing like personalities and, and all that showmanship stuff. Um, I kind of want to say Jim Ross, because his voice is like, <laughs> you, you think about that forever. And there was so much like anger in his voice. No one could say, you son of a bitch, 
like Jim Ross with so much hatred, especially towards Triple H. Yeah, oh, he hated God damn you, son of a bitch. Oh, you're you're Jim, ready for the rest of your life. <laughs> Jim Ross is the best commentator ever at showing disgust. Yeah, a disgusted contempt. A disgusted Jim Ross is a fantastic thing. And mm. as he's gotten older now, he's quite an old man now, his gimmick these days, it, or has been for a little while now, is... Um, Posting the cowboy smiley, you know, you know the smiley of the emoji yes. with the cowboy hat, which could look a little bit creepy on basically in response to women. Ah. <laughs> He's just a pervy old He's man. He's like now. the most pervy old man there ever was. Right. So it's just the, that cowboy the of wrestling. Yeah. He's the keys and gray of wrestling, basically. Okay, so maybe for that reason, let's scrub him then. But um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Look, every kid of a certain age would stay up late watching wrestling and chances are this person made you gasp at some point in your childhood into your teens. Mick Foley. Like, that man is the Tom Cruise of wrestling. He will put his body on the line for your <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> no one has ever made that comparison. <laughs> well, is, I'm, I'm going Mick with it, man. will take it. He will be very happy with that. <laughs> he's, he's thrown himself off everything. Like, you've heard in the books how he's, like, dislocated his fucking eye and, like, he can't walk without a limp. He's actually 22. He just looks like the years have not been kind, you know? And I feel like that deserves our, our, our like, our... Our loyalty for the ride or die, um, and I'm sure someday there will be like a biopic. It's just finding an actor who's willing to do that to their bodies at the very least to even imitate it. So I'm going to go with Mick Foley as my ride or die. I think I'm right in saying there was an anniversary of when he got thrown off the head in the cell, like recently in the past like couple of weeks. I think it was the 20 25th anniversary. Yeah. I mean, look, Madness. fair play. I'm pretty sure. Like when paramedics were looking at his body, I bet everyone was like, "I don't think this fucker's lasting twenty-five days after this." <laughs> June ninety-eight was the date, right? Uh, King of the Ring. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. Just I just so many moments, right? The thumbtacks. The oh, he looks like he's going to retire because you know, face it, he's basically beating himself up. Then all of a sudden, he'll just dust off Cactus Jack and come back for a couple of more years. <laughs> so there we go. My ride or die is Mick Foley. But let's bring it in with video games. Now, since we've last been on this pod, uh, quite a few video games have dropped. Quite a few video games have been played. So let's go into that for a little bit. Mikey, I've done that like little intro thing as a thing to bring you in to talk about AEW because wrestling's back, baby, with uh, the classic style. You've been playing this. What's your thoughts, brother? Tell us. It's good. It's good. Um, it is. Uh, it's the gameplay is very good. It's myself, Hemming and Woods played it online and I haven't laughed so much in a long time. That was one of the funniest things. That triple that, threat match. Holy crap. It went on 40 minutes or something. Yeah. It was mental. Um, <laughs> it was one of the craziest things I've ever participated in. Uh, we, all three of us were just laughing like incessantly because it was so much fun. It is an outrageously fun game. Uh, needs more stuff to do in it. Needs more dog. I would say. Needs more things. It needed. It needed a bit more time in the oven. Um, so you, I know that you hold a special place in your heart for the classic Nintendo era, like um, No Mercy sort of mm -hmm. games. And this is meant to be like the homage while like modernising. Is this the next coming of Christ, or is it not quite um, lived up to the hype? There's there's a couple of things that I struggle with. Um, so three things to be precise. The first one is, and it's, this is superfluous realistically, but you can't edit anyone. 
Uh, uh, that annoys me because well, I, I used to love editing the attires of all the dudes back well, in the make day. Make your own wrestler and just put can, in the wrestler's that, art in the game. Oh, okay, you cool. can do that, but it's very limited, like very limited. So that's like the creation aspect is pretty jank. Um, the two things which I struggle with are, I would say 90% of the moves have been ripped off or have been taken from other games. Um, so there is a lot of moves that I've already seen, like for years, like because they've used Ukes as the developer. And when they told, when they announced they were using Ukes, I did let out a, oh no, um, because I don't like Ukes. I don't like the way they make games. I think the animations they use for, for are mostly shite. Um, and the you can tell the moves that have been done from hand are because they look quite good. And the taunts, they've got that very No Mercy esque hand-drawn feel to it and you can see the ones which were from kind of recycled from previous games because mm. the the speeds of things are very different there's a lot of there's a not much continuity in, in no mercy everything was the same pace and you could tell that it all and it all felt grounded because of it in this game it's a little bit wacky at times um the main the main thing i have the, not the main thing but like in No Mercy, the gimmick is when you, like the grappling system had a bit more depth to it. When you grapple someone in No Mercy, you tap the grapple button, you have to do a light grapple. If you press light grapple and then I think whatever the blue button was, they were unreversible. Sweet. If you light grappled and press the green button, it was either A or B. They were reversible, but it depended on how much your spirit meter was full. And it would be almost like an automatic thing if you pressed R, but, you didn't, but it wasn't about timing. You had to do light grapples because if you tried a strong grapple at the start of the game, it would automatically be reversed. So that basically gave you actual strategy. Like matches yeah, didn't yeah, start with by some logic. it didn't it didn't start with power bombs and you know and things like that. And this game, you can rock in and hit um, a Canadian destroyer straight off the bat and win in about forty seconds. Um, the matches are very short when you kind of and it, as a result, it's um, I feel like they've tried. But I feel like, and whilst they have, you know, the same, it's the same camera angle as No Mercy. And if you squint and look at it, it's like, okay, you know, I can see it. I can see it. But they haven't actually taken over the things that made No Mercy great, which was the actual gameplay. They've taken the grappling system, but they've not improved it in any way. In fact, it's worse, in my opinion. The weightiness isn't there either. And it's just, um, I like it. And I think I'm excited to see how it develops over the next year or two. But... It's uh, like it's, enjoy it's an enjoyable game, but No Mercy ain't. And bear in mind, I've played nah. that game to you know more than probably any other game like there is. You know what I mean? So it's like I know what I'm looking for, and it didn't hit the mark for me in terms of that. But that's not saying it ain't fun. Fair enough. I mean, you played every video game, so you got an opinion on this one. <laughs> well, as Mike as Mike said, I've I've been playing with him uh, a fair bit when we first got it. Um, I can only really echo what he said. Um, I'll I'll touch on a couple of the other aspects of the game. So you've got like the Road to Elite, which is their their career mode, and it is just it's pretty jank to be honest with you. <laughs> you I, play, I've stomached one playthrough of it because I can't. Do yeah, it. you play a year of a wrestler in AEW from the start of the company where you're thrown into a battle royale, all the way through to the same pay per view one year later where you're hopefully going for the title. But in the middle of it, you're meant to live the life of a wrestler on the road so you can go out for dinner at the town you're at, go to the gym and work out, or go visit a local site. And they're all really janky. You just Aww. have these guys sat in a restaurant, random waitress drops something down, 
They're all exactly the same restaurant. <laughs> and then just pops up on the screen and goes, you've eaten avocado on toast. Great, <laughs> thanks. And then Sting will rock up and go, do you want a photo, mate? And you're like, yeah. And then it's just a photo of you and Sting doing thumbs up. It's it's weird. I don't quite get it. There's a few storylines um, that are quite fun, but it's it's just very jank. Is, is Stephen Armell involved in... AEW. No. no, I know he used to post. He used to. He done a wrestling show, and then he got involved in wrestling for a bit. Is that a completely different federation? He Sorry, was in I'm... WWE for a little bit. I think he had a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Years ago. Oh, but no, he's not involved in this one. I'm afraid. Oh, Sorry. That's a shame. Shaq uh, like was there though once. Shaq. <laughs> so, so Snoop Dogg. Oh yes, yeah, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he did a nice. He did nice. a frog splash. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know when you said you go to the gym and stuff? Sorry, my head went to you. know mm. the, the classic San Andreas, I'm going to go to the gym to put it's my stats up? It's not even that. It's oh. not even... Uh, that was at least a mini game where you tap buttons. This is just you choose, and then you'll see a very short cut scene of them lifting weights, and then go, ooh, that was good, and then... Or, 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 I'm now injured. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, <laughs> I'm injured. <laughs> but I, I haven't touched uh, on this. Right, okay. The sightseeing... When you go to see a site at whatever place you're at, it's just the model of the wrestler in front of a really compressed and crap photo of something from that town. And then they just look behind them and go, wow, that looks interesting. And then leave. (laughs) All right, okay, let's... let's, Sorry, go through, Mikey. Just play the game. More time in the oven. Well, let's let's talk about putting things in the oven and give it its lasagna grade. Um, Mikey, how many lasagnas? Two and a half. Two and a half lasagnas. Hemming, where do you I sit? I was going to say three. Yeah, I was going to say three lasagna. Because yes. the gameplay when you're actually in the matches is very, very fun. Yeah. There we go. Sounds tasty. I have several Let's... other things to talk about because I've been on the show for like um, two Yes, we're going to go. So rather than it be a Mikey hour slam, we'll swing it back and forth. So we'll go back <laughs> to Hemming on Illusion, <laughs> on Illusion right. Island and we'll come back to Mikey on other games to go for it. So uh, a few weeks back. We had uh, AJ on, who's CEO, director of uh, a new game, uh, Illusion Island, on the Switch, came out this week uh, to great affair. And Hemming, you reviewed this sucker. Tell us, tell us, what's it about? Oh, I like the way you've, you've said I've reviewed it. It sounds like I'm unofficial and fancy. Yeah, support, so your, we- support your friends. I bought the game. Uh, it's not one that I would say that I'd actually go out and buy normally. It's not really in my normal wheelhouse, but support your friends and all that jazz. Um. It is a Disney-themed Metroidvania. Uh, You play as either Mickey, Minnie, Donald, or Goofy, and you're going along on a mystical adventure, jumping through this island of Monoth. You've been invited for a picnic. It all turned out to be a ruse, as they want you to save some (laughs) mystical, magical books. Um, And it it is delightful. It's absolutely delightful. The animation is fantastic, and the musical score is fully orchestral, and beautiful and very whimsical very disney um i've been playing it on my own and i think that the i know sad times i think the best experience would be playing this with some little ones who are very into their disney Mm because this the game is very much developed as in this is what a metroidvania is let's just ease you into it nice and slowly um so yeah i think that we've got a couple of dads here i think they might have a good time with the little ones playing through this, especially as well, because it's completely pacifist. You don't attack enemies. Yeah, I've heard you don't this. jump and kill anything. You avoid all the enemies. Apparently, you jump over health them. by hugging. 
So yeah, that if you're playing multiplayer, you can get a hug. But I've been on my own, so I've oh, oh. not had any hugs. No oh, hugs. No well, hugs. but uh, thankfully, yeah. there's checkpoints everywhere, and it is very, very generous with how it it's is. checkpointed. It's and great for to somebody... see. It's doing well though. In the reviews, oh, yeah. all seem to be see in the very much in the positive camps. Yeah, you know, very happy campers out there. Um, Definitely. So good job to all involved. And I want to give a, a one little. Uh, other extra bit which is we talk about maps occasionally on this podcast and about bad maps this has a brilliant map for a metroidvania you need a map that can log all the different collectibles all the bits that are around the different areas you can't reach because you haven't got the power yet this logs everything if you've even seen it no not yet okay okay because it's huge it's actually really really big Samuel Jackson better turn up at the end and say, Mickey, you're part of the bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Um, AJ, so. if you're listening, that better be there, God damn it! And then Roger um, Rabbit turns up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine a Roger Rabbit game. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. Somehow get Bob Hoskins back in it as well. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Hemming, is it, are, you, are you comfortable giving some lasagnas to this or do you need to play a bit more to roll credits? Where, oh, I mean, for what it's going for, it, it's like a four, four and a half uh, lasagnas because it, it. it nails what it goes for and it is done very, very well. And oh, obviously, there we go. Disclaimer: We we know the person who made it. All that jazz. Yeah, yeah, but we'll still we'll still tell you tell you we said yeah we loved it. Um, and uh, you're right. I do have a version uh, on post at on post on route at the moment. I ordered it last night, um, and I will report back about how Sprog One and Sprog Two got on with it. Now, Mikey, you have been it's been an age since you've been on. As you mentioned, brother, um, you've been playing a shit ton of games. Where do you want to go next, sir? I've been playing so many. Um, so the next thing to note, I would say, is that I've got platinum number two in the bag. Woo! Yeah. Let's go! Uh, this go was uh, thank- very much thanks to a certain Senor Hemming, because he um, he 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 made it happen. Let's let's be let's let's just be very clear about this. Hemming made it happen. Uh, I was you know ninety percent of the way to getting that Bloodborne platinum. Hemming reached down. And pulled a pal up, and we did it. I've been badgering you for like a year and a half. Oh, like, mate, we, been... you can do this. Come on, you got this. So I remember about three years ago when we were like, "Ah, oh, Mike, I was speaking to Hemming, and I gave you Hemming's number, and like, you were still saying, oh, he's going to help me get that platinum.' <laughs> we have achieved yep. said platinum. What? Uh, what was the final task? Like, what was the final trophy that got you there? Um, get go down into the. Into... <laughs> Into, the, into death, basically, into the most horrible place, horrible place there ever was. And um, basically, we had to, because you obviously, I'd completed the game anyway, no problem. And uh, problems, to be fair, but completed the game, got the three different endings, fine. Now, in Bloodborne, there's a bunch of chalice dungeons, which are just floors of misery. Um, and you have to you have to collect materials to then do other dungeons. And there's enemies in that in the dungeons, which don't exist in the overworld. And they are just, and there's loads of modifiers, and it's, it's a very horrendous place. And I, we, I had to get to defeat one boss in there, basically. And first of all, we had to be, get the materials to even open that thing, which I'd meant me and Hemming, <laughs> which meant that me and Hemming basically had to go and play the game again. And we might, <laughs> we, 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 we basically put, I'd say, what, took about an hour? Yeah, probably an hour to two hours, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and we just basically were running. We, we basically did Bloodborne Culp for a while. And we just experienced... Because I hadn't played Bloodborne properly in years. And it, it was, was just still like... still hold up? 
Oh, yeah. Of, of, of course. It's amazing. It, it's, 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 it's the one. Um, <laughs> so we did, we did that eventually, and it was just really fun just because just, just murdering everything. Um, we finally got to one of the bosses, and it was one of those ones where basically you have like a third of your health you usually have. And it's like, well, this is great fun. The defiled and, chalice. Oh, <sighs> God. And this boss was just a dick to be honest with you like when it jumps up you don't know it's jumping and Hemming's a higher level than me so I can't take a hit I, I'm, I'm you know I'm Hemming just waiting is this Operation just, Human Shield it's yeah. not yeah pretty I was, much, yeah. it was me and this um, AI character that we summoned in <laughs> we're just there spamming attacks where occasionally Mike would come in and go ha yeah <laughs> like he comes yeah. in with a tiny dagger yeah, um, and then we did that eventually. He went down, and then we uh, no, and then we just then we had the final boss to do, and first time, right? Yeah, Bizarre. first time. As I told you, Pretty that that final boss is like a reward for having got there because it is nowhere near as hard yeah. as the other stuff we had to do. And um, yeah, man, when that platinum popped, man, I the, I was I didn't sleep that night because we went to bed. I must have gone to bed at two. Mate, it two. was yeah, it was like one in the morning over here. So yeah, I was I was buzzing. I really was absolutely <laughs> buzzing. It was great. Um, so yeah, Bloodborne got the platinum. Nice. Now we can move to someone else and then come back to me if you like. Yes, Mosey, tell us something you've been watching or reading and or playing in the molehole. Uh, I watched uh, a fairly decent season on BBC called The Sixth Commandment. Oh, is this where... about the, the guy who like banged the old ladies? Yeah, yeah, it's based <laughs> on a true story. Uh, you put it so eloquently. <laughs> um, it's about a young dude who befriends uh, elderly folks and he, he comes across as very Christian values, very helpful. He then kind of develops into having relationships with these people to basically get in their will, and then he kills them off. They call him hyperthermia. There we go. Um, that was actually quite a good series. Um, that was on BBC. It was good. Um, I haven't really watched much else. I did watch Endgame again the other night, of just because I felt like it. Great film. Sat there for all, all on I only watched three and a half hours or whatever it is. Blitz that one. And then I've been playing um, a game with kids called Story of the Seasons, which was formerly known as Harvest Moon. Um, there's one on... It was on uh, PSN, or PS Plus, I should say, a couple of months back. I'm just scrolling Oops. through. Oh, yeah, that looks cartoony. It's basically a farming simulator, if you haven't played it. Don't know what they are. We're growing carrots and beetroots and raising cows. All that good stuff. Kids love it. It's like, all they want to do is get horses. It's like, oh, we haven't got horses yet. Don't know if you get horses. And then I'll sit there and play it for 20 minutes. Have you got a horse yet, Dad? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never played this game before. Stop asking the questions. I'm trying my best. Um, Love it. That's it. And then, yeah, just the usual Final Fantasy 16, which is still ongoing. How far for a, how many hours? Um, hours. Uh, Does it matter? Is it not like that? Is it more 15, like level? Or? 15 to 20 hours, maybe. I think I'm about halfway through. About. Nice. I That's don't know. Well, well, one RPG-esque game, which we are all hyped and anticipated for, none other, uh, no more so than Mr. Cardin Edwards being a wizarding man. Uh, we also talked about the reviews about this game quite a bit, but one of us has actually played it. So let's bring Mikey back in. You've gone into, you've gone to Hogwarts, haven't you, sir? Tell us about it. What's Hogwarts like? Yeah, man, I'm about, what, 10, 15 hours into it. And um, yeah, I like it a lot. How's it's, those 360-era um... graphics? <laughs> what a terrible comment 
um, or from, from the review he said it just nonsense um, it's really good I, I am I am genuinely loving my time with it um, every time I turn it on I discover a new mechanic and a new thing that I didn't know about before um, I literally there's the, the amount of systems in this game is fairly mind blowing to be honest the amount of things you can do it's um yeah it's it's I just I just think it's really good I'm having a lot of fun is probably my, is my main thing like combat I will say like yeah who combat's well fun I really enjoy it you got to do all these little nifty combos and stuff you got to do the right things do you know debuff the shields of the certain class of spell and stuff you can do loads of cool stuff like you know bring someone to you raise them up in the air spin them around put them against the wall it, you know it's just you do loads of fun stuff big big fan so far. I see loads of TikTok videos of kids doing like cool things in that game, and it look. I don't say what it looks like. I don't know how it plays like. It looks like if you've got like a maxed out magical person on Elden Ring with like some of the cool <laughs> things off of that. Is it anything like Elden Ring combat? No. Thank you. <laughs> TikTok's a lie. <laughs> Other fads though on on TikTok and heavy. I'd love to hear your your views on this. Is that obviously. Uh, we're two weeks since uh, Barbenheimer dropped, and I do believe you've done the Barbie side of that coin. Uh, what's your your take on that film? I don't know how I managed to go from Elden Ring combat to Barbie. Yeah. Oh, damn it, we're here. It's it's pretty impressive. But I I was just thinking, you know, not to live up to stereotypes here, but one of us is in Barbie, one of us is in Oppenheimer. The 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 one with the positive reputation <laughs> is in the Barbie <laughs> film. <laughs> Um, I, I, it is an absolute trip that film. I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but it's basically, I, I suppose, a very condensed way of putting it is it's a live action Lego movie, but Barbie, right? And it's just nuts. Ryan Gosling is incredible. I love that man, by the way. <laughs> he I, is. I'm, so I'm much looking fun. forward to the Oscars this year, right? Because like for best song, you've either got Ryan Gosling's Ken or jack black's bowser peaches song right like it's gonna be one of those two that wins if it doesn't then we should write there's a lizzo song as well at the start of the barbie film that's really good called pink that was actually quite fun Ah. Uh, no genuinely very fun happy time i was laughing all the way through it because it is just so ridiculous it even in terms with the lego thing will ferrell is even the big evil corporate overlord boss as well in this movie too just because i've got to say your 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 lovely little review there is a million times better than the ign's podcast review because they basically spent 20 minutes and they must have said the word patriarchy about a billion times and it's like guys okay i know you're trying to like walk the line here but just did you enjoy the film yes i mean yeah, that, that is that's that definitely an aspect of it but <laughs> like yeah like it's a fun silly time let's have fun with it yeah, exactly. Um, it's also it is it's not got, overthrowing it's not, men. No, <laughs> like you learn a thing or two. We're, we're okay. We're, we're, we're yeah, okay, we're okay. Guys. We're okay. We're right. Yeah, we're we're doing good. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really hope it doesn't do is because um, apparently there's rumours that Mattel are like putting all the feelers out to like Hollywood to say, mate, but this film is not a let's just go sell some toys movie. It's a great girl with gig and no, it's, it's a not. Margie Robbie like feminist empowerment movie that men can also enjoy as well like it's good make good films good films yeah. sell good tickets that's no, what abs- want. absolutely yeah and you know when I, I watched the Transformers one they joked about there being this Mattel cinematic universe I can't oh no that was Hasbro the oh, Hasbro no. Hasbro versus Mattel. Let's go. Oh, my days. Right. I want to see the, the beach off between it is the DC Prime and the Barbie. Board game. I just want the Monopoly man to pipe in. 
He will. <laughs> Do not pass go. Or he just turns up and goes, you're part of a bigger universe. You just didn't know it yet. Oh, no, he's yeah. the Thanos. If anything, he would be the Thanos. <laughs> incredible, incredible. Your property yeah. belong to me. <laughs> you mentioned it. Uh, Mikey, tell us about Oppenheimer, man, your experience with this trip. Um, uh, um, I, my, my initial reactions, and I'm kind of still thinking that is my reaction, is that it's the best Nolan film I've seen. Um. I, I no, no other film of his has affected me so much. Like where I've just thought about it nonstop since. You know what I mean? Um, I mentioned this before, but I don't go to the cinema like ever because I have incredible um, anxiety about needing to pee. This is born from when I went to see Iron Man Two with you and Jackson Moles um, because we went and had like three Guinnesses before, which was a dreadful idea. And for the last hour, I was bursting for a wee. Um, I uh, we got there a little bit late. As we walked into the cinema, the, 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 it just started. So I like you know had my popcorn, had my drink, which was like a giant fantasy. Like, oh, I can't even go for a pre-match wee. Brilliant, and I've got a giant drink to get through as well. And it's just three hours long. Um, this is not good for me. However, I didn't even think about it the entire time. It didn't. It, it didn't. I was just transfixed for three hours. It was, and it's a lot of dudes in rooms talking, and that's it. But I loved it. absolutely loved it. Nice. Me and Hemming are going on the biggest screen humanly possible in a couple of weeks' time. Looking forward to it. We'll report back. While we're nice. talking about big experiences, uh, maybe outside the cinema, but definitely on the screens at the moment, was the finale of Secret Invasion, uh, the Marvel Nick Fury show. Now, I've said before like how disappointed this show has been, and the finale aired, and I am still very disappointed with it. One of the things I still can't fathom is this has gotten the lowest rating of an MCU thing ever at 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you have the highest grossing actor of all time as your headline act, and you still couldn't get people to want to watch this, uh, which is insane. And also what makes me laugh is that I love Samuel Jackson. Who doesn't? Okay. He's, he's the man. He's the coolest mother Hubbard in the world. Um, but he ain't no spring chicken. In fact, it was a famous scene in Avengers, uh, the, the first one in 2012. There's a scene where Nick Fury has to chase outside and kind of suavely shoot down a plane with a uh, rocket launcher. And uh, behind the scenes, it's in the official book behind the scenes, Samuel Jackson was meant to run. And uh, Josh Whedon was like, okay, Sam, you go run. And he turned around and just went deadpan with a whole crowd looking motherfucker i am 70 years old you think i'm running right <laughs> it's 10 years later he's nearly 80 right do you think we're going to get action with samuel jackson in scenes where he probably should be quite an actiony man no and it kind of shows and that kind of sucks as well um but it was a thing there were things so as a marvel fan i saw things that's about as good as i can say about the show <laughs> on that front um Anyway, Moles, are you been watching anything else, or should we go back to Mikey with more? No, I was just going to say this whole MCU stuff is just like everyone's just a bit tired of it. It's like you put a new show out. It's like, okay, I haven't watched the last six that you put out. It's just, I mean, I watch the big films, the big blockbuster films, when I get round to them. But I'm just so like fatigued by MCU now. And after Endgame, it's just like everything seems for me personally is a bit of an effort to watch. They've also completely, you know, when like DC have done this as well with their movies, where they they keep going back to one event and making it worse 
by putting more stories in that event and fucking their own canon. Um, oh, we we said this when we watched the Batman. Is like, please, I don't want to see another scene of him b- losing his parents. Yeah, okay? and we know well, that. Just don't, and they didn't do it, so that's good. They they kind of themed the blip as like basically. The, the last phase of movies has been the repercussions of the blip, whether that's Tony passing or New World Order, things, everything else, right? And they're trying to now say, you know, the premise of the, the TV show is that scrolls have infiltrated uh, Earth society and have been quietly pulling the strings and they're about to take over the world. And you will find out some key members of the MCU may or may have not been scrolls. And they are now implying that a certain character was a scroll and some of the key moments both post and at end game have now been kind of like you're kind of like really screwing yourself up here now by implying that person was not the person you said it was and it's just like a stop fucking with the canon stop changing it like it's not a spoiler you'll probably see it is on the internet you're not going to watch the show anyway so it's okay um and stop making Nick Fury so like problematic when it comes to his timeline now by when he does stuff and didn't do stuff. It's just a bit sketchy. Although Olivia Coleman's in it and she's delightful. So there you go. Uh, Mikey, what else have you been playing, brother? Yeah, let me take myself off of mute. I can roll I can I can race through these, how do you like that? So Love it. Um I wa- I watched a few good men on Friday because ah. that film is great. And uh, it's always a good excuse to watch uh, Jack Nicholson do his thing. He was paid five minutes and he was on, he, uh, out, it's, you know, he was paid five million quid for 10 days work, if I remember correctly. He's in three wow. scenes. What a man. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, watch that. That's a lot of fun in terms of playing. I rolled the credits of Diablo 4 today. So mm. that's quite good. I, 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 I defeated the big bad boss um, and, and had a good old time. So that's... Yeah, very happy about that. Now I can start the season, and um, what the season pass that no one can afford. Well, no, right. So I, let me let me <laughs> let me break this. Let me actually give some break, info break this news. Right? Break, so, break the bread in it, brother. On the sh- right, so there is a shop in the game where you can buy cosmetic armor, whatever t- stuff that looks nice, um, and uh, it's all ludicrously overpriced. Okay, now when you play the season. Um, there and you sell so like you buy the battle pass like you do on destiny you get loads of free shit every tier or you get the free tier where you get like stuff every five levels or you get the premium one where you get stuff every level it's exactly the same in diablo and there's loads of cosmetic stuff you get in there um in destiny you, you do you earn any silver in destiny's uh, battle pass or season no so no. um in D- diablo you actually do get stuff that goes towards their cosmetic store as well it's literally exactly the same thing and people are losing their minds about it for some reason and i don't really understand why because i was going through the amount of cosmetic stuff you can get just in the season playing anyway today and there's an absolute metric shit ton of stuff and that looks dope so i'm like i don't even need to go to the shop what's the problem here like i'm getting loads of cool stuff in the in the actual season pass anyway so um yeah, it's one of those things where people just moan about it for the sake of it. Um, but, but bear in mind, <clears throat> loads of Diablo players are complaining about the fact they have to create a new character every season. And it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's been going on for many years on Diablo 3. That's literally how it works. Oh, is that like, the bread and butter? Yeah, that's literally the whole point of seasons in Diablo. Is literally a new season starts, you create a new character for like the two or three months the season is live, and there's special things that happen that season, and you take one character from there to there. You haven't got to go through the campaign again, you ain't got to do the story again, because 
once you've done it once, you ain't got to do it again. You know what I mean? Um, mm. That's literally what Diablo players like because they're like, oh, look, in the next season, I'm going to roll a... I'm going to go for this build of this class. And it's a way for you to basically play all the classes and all the different builds and stuff like that. Standard Diablo fare. And people that just don't understand these things are just like, toys out the pram, blah, blah, blah. Um, the biggest issue is that the game is not very good. That's, that's, that's the problem. That, that's where the, the issue lies. Um, I've spent many hours of this game now, and I can safely say in every single metric, Diablo 3 is better. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> I uh, I purchased um, Cyberpunk in the sale the other week. Um, I gave the sale. It, like, the sale. Yeah, the fucking sale, man. They 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 gets me gets me by the balls. Um, I uh, I played it for like an hour just to see, you know, just to see, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's a lot more dark and grim than I thought it would be. Um, and so I'm gonna wait for the DLC to come out. Runner. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the DLC to come out and then get involved. But I thought for the price, can't really go wrong. Um, I uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, obviously, Hogwarts Legacy. We mentioned that. Played a lot of Gran Turismo as well because that's always very good. And in prep for the movie, I'm sure. Oh, of course, you got to you got to put that time in, brother. Um, and then um, oh yeah. So um, I, today, after I rolled the credits of um, of Diablo, I uh, me and me and Woods, you see, me and Woods, we have we have got that dealio going on where you can share games. Oh, yeah, baby. And uh, he got, with his PlayStation 5 that he recently got, um, he got God of War Ragnarok. So now I can play that. So ah. I downloaded that today because God of War was one of my favorite games of all time. And I've, had, I've seen God of War Ragnarok on the store a lot. And I'm like, oh, man, that would be great. Mm, do I really want to pay like 80 quid for it or whatever the hell it is? Like, it's a very expensive game still. Yeah, it's a lot of schmeckles. And so I'm like, nah, I'll wait for a sale or something like that. And then it's like, well, Woods just has it downloaded so I can download it myself. And I played that for about th- two or three hours today. And I was like, well, that's... This is, is the this head bit. dude in it still? The yeah. one that's like, Yo, brother, yeah, yes, little brother. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, great. And, um, I, uh, and also, I should stress, as well, I, I got a, a new peripheral for my, uh, for my, uh, for my thing. Yeah? Mm. And it is, a, it, is a, it is the Sony 3D Pulse headset. So now I can hear what's going on. And 3D audio is freaking great, isn't it? Yeah? Love it. That is the game changer I didn't know I needed in my life. And so, yeah, I'm obviously playing stuff and going, I can hear what's going on for it. Like, yes, it, amazing stuff. I've been, I've been like a, a pig in poop for quite some time now. Love it. I'm petrified about playing horror games in this, but everyone keeps telling me, like, games like Returnal in particular really no, utilize the 3D audio. Yeah, that just takes advantage of everything the PS5 has. The controller, the the audio, everything. It's yeah, fantastic. Ah, amazing. Right, okay. I think that is all of the stuff that's fit for print other than hemming. What else has been going on? So if you else you've been playing platinuming or plat hemming. Yeah. I, I platinumed I I haven't platinum Final Fantasy. I said that I was going to by the time that we got round to here, but I didn't make it. I have rolled Your credits. Is terminated. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. I've rolled credits, so finished the story. Um, but you have to play the whole game again on Final Fantasy mode difficulty. So I've got to do that. That'll what, take what, me. What's Final Fantasy while. mode difficulty? Is just everything's hard as balls? Basically, uh, yeah. Hard. So it's hard mode. Hard mode. Everything is uh, at a higher level. You level cap increases from fifty to hundred. You can get better weapons and equipment. Um, but yeah, it's just hard mode. Different enemy placements as well. I've noticed. I've only done about an hour or so of it so it- far. Is it New Game Plus? Do you, yes. Or is it just... Oh, it's, New oh, Game okay. Plus. Oh, okay. So, so it goes across everything. 
which is very helpful but in terms of platinuming i went back and on the ps premium tier you get the classic games and they put the old uh twisted metal games on there twisted metal one Ah, twisted metal two world tour uh i i don't know anything about the show i cannot talk other than samoa joe's in it and we love samoa joe (laughs) um but the games that that there's some old games they they are old and nineties. Those, those games are God. old. They are old. old and they feel old. And I swear they were better when I was younger. I swear you these used to be these fun. Old games. <laughs> I did platinum both of them. <laughs> um, thankfully, there's a password system that means that once you've done it once, you've got the password for the final level. Just put it in for your character and then beat the boss. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they they were good for their time. Hey, hey, products <laughs> of their times and, and fair play to you. Well, Mikey was talking about Cyberpunk. There was a thing I was reading about, actually. They're doing a massive update in September um, as, a free, as a free update just before the Phantom Liberty DLC. And um, they've been working on more patch, more patchwork, right? Call them the patchwork quilt team. Um, and one of the new features there was well, not a new, it's a new feature for the game, but it's not necessarily a new feature for this style of game because obviously everyone compares it to probably a very high bar of GTA 5. Um, of they're actually bringing in like a star system for like police now. Um, I didn't realize that they actually made it so, I know it was quite jank at launch, but I thought they made it like a normal standard one. And I realized, wait a minute. Have I actually been chased by police in this game? No. Did I actually... When I was, like, in trouble with the police, what did I do? I just went to another section of the city and had to pay a fine every now and again. That was it. So they're bringing in, like, the, the, the style that you expect, okay? So you've got a lower wanted level, people coming out, kind of stuff. So you can start playing cat and mouse. But the biggest uh, update that's coming is weaponry that you can use whilst operating a vehicle. So you're going to be able to ride a motorcycle and use a gun, or they're going to have like weapon-mounted vehicles and start coming. It's going to get a bit Mad Max. So that's kind of fun. And you're getting that for free. Um, Obviously, you've got the Phantom Liberty DLC stuff with Idris Elba coming in. Uh, Apparently, Keanu Reeves has recorded a shit ton of dialogue for this as well. So it's not just going to be like a season thing. It's like, hey, let's get another celebrity. Oh, no, I'm starting the campaign now. Jane, Doody, sorry, Dame Judy Dench. We need her in that next DLC in Cyberpunk. It'll be incredible. Um, all right, let's do some news quickly. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was Comic-Con um, last week, and because of the actor's strike, it was kind of a bit dull. However, Insomniac were there, and they gave us a huge trailer for Spider-Man 2. We got a story trailer. Have we had an opportunity to see this? Have we uh, seen some extra bits from it? If not, I can give you the TLDR. It looks good. The story looks fun. We hear a little bit more about Venom's origin story. Uh, spoiler alert for Spider-Man Remastered or the original one on PS4. Um, there's a lore room where you can break into an Osborne Tower and you find out for a file that poor Harry is not very well. Venom is the use that cures Harry, basically. Imagine Eddie Brock's been swapped around for Harry Osborne. That's the sort of story uh, you're getting here um, in the game. Um, also, we saw a lot more of Miles Morales without his mask on, and this has sparked a big debate in video games. It rears its ugly head every now and again when it comes to people of colour and hair, because like sometimes like developers don't know how to do black hair, and the uh, community's kind of divided. He's got kind of a cool look, but it's also like some people going, can't you do it properly, that sort of thing. Anyway, more importantly, how hyped for this game are we? 
I'm I'm totally down for it. I love both the Spider-Man and Miles Morales games. It's just so satisfying, just swinging away through oh. a city. There's nothing quite like that. And uh, this one I'm, now. yeah, I know. I'm I'm in just for that aspect alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be very fun. The combat's always really good. Insomniac don't normally let me down, so I've got high hopes. Oh, it's going to be dope as fuck, eh? Yeah, Mike's nodding away. He's he he played Mars Morales not too long ago. What was your opinion on that one, brother? Yeah, man. Um, these games are dope. And uh, it's Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, so bring it on. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Exactly. Well, while we're on the Insomniac bandwagon, um, their staff have been doing podcasts quite a bit and uh, it surfaced on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now by Mr. Dreamwalker and on a podcast that was called the Fail Sale University podcast, Erin, I'm butchering your name now, sorry, Miss Erin uh, Erberhat, who is a, dire- a project director at Insomniac, confirmed that she is working as a uh, project director on another Insomniac AAA IP now, this is not Wolverine or Spider-Man 2, which has got everyone going, ooh, uh, what could it be? Um, I don't mind getting the fire started for a second on that, is that they're doing a Spider-Man game, they're doing a Wolverine game. Maybe they're doing another Marvel game. It's going to be interesting to see what. I don't think it's X-Men, or that might be X-Men adjacent. Um, I think they're doing a Captain Marvel game. That's going to be my bet. They're doing a Captain Marvel game. Um, they've got uh, it is no. I'm just they've got a lot of uh, they've they've got it covered when it comes to male protagonist games. They're kicking ass at that. They're going to go a bit gore with Wolverine. I think they're going to do a decent Captain Marvel game. That's my bet. Where are we going, boys? What do you think they're doing? I I might go with a safe bet, but it's one that I want. I want more Ratchet and Clank. So I'm hoping that they're it might be years away from coming out, but that that might be something that they're still working on. I hope. Because I bloody love Drift Apart, so yeah, give me more Ratchet and Clank, please. Nice. Have we got any more bets for what that third IP AAA game that they're working on could be? Um, hmm. I mean, hmm. I mean, Spyro, new Spyro. Ah. So there's a bit of a slight potential <laughs> issue there in that they don't own the IP anymore. Oh, Activision do, don't they? Oh. Activision do, and seeing as Insomniac is now the Sony studio. Uh, good point. Sadly, I think they'll never touch Spyro. As much as I would love it, I would bloody love it, I tell you. What they've you know, done to that man Spyro, I tell you. I haven't played Rift Apart yet. and It's uh, it's, it's available for you. It's, it is. It's, it's it is. How good is it? Because I love Ratchet and Clank games. Oh, if you love Ratchet and Clank games, you are absolutely going to love it. You is will it be banging? like the proverbial pig in poop again. Absolutely banging. The weapons are incredible. There's the Pixelator weapon. That just turns them into little pixel cubes that takes advantage of all that lovely physics. It's also really yeah. small, the game, isn't it? So you can fit it on your PlayStation. Like if the size of it is not maxed. Oh, no, it's really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. six or seven gig, I think. I think mm. it's a bit more than that. I think it's a little bit Surely more than that. I am discovering that I've got no space for anything. This it's is the problem, me. right? It's yeah. killing me. <laughs> you need um, to get an external. You have to make executive decisions. It was like, oh, should I play that? Mm, I kind of thought, oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. I, I find myself downloading the same games again and again because I download them 
I'm like, oh yeah, I've got Ghost of Tsushima and Gold Edition. I'll put that down. That'll be pretty good. I'll put Returnal back on, and I'll, I'll put, and then I go, no, I'll delete them. Actually, I forbid them. Where I'll delete that? I'll delete that. And they go, oh, I can download those games. That's pretty good. And I'll put them back on. I basically go for this perpetual cycle with my hard drive. So I know I feel your pain off of that one. Hemming mentioned it, so let's move on to Microsoft Sony Hullabaloo. Now Hemming gave us a great FTC won't let me be breakdown last time. But as part of that big deal was that Call of Duty. Like, formally, Sony come out and put a little tweet up to Microsoft, and Microsoft gave a lovely little hey back over Call of Duty for Forevermore will be on platforms for, you know, forever sort of thing. So that's nice, isn't it? Thumbs up from heading yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> nice. And also, randomly, though, of Call of Duty, Nicki Minaj is going to be that's up there. You can tell I, I listen to our music all the time how I pronounce us. <laughs> Menage there. Menage. Comes to Menage and listen to some Nicky with us. Um, she's going to be on Call of Duty. That's so a bit not, random, really. I'm not yeah. sure that's going to make me want to go and play it again. They're basically turning into Fortnite where they just have random celebrities and random so, characters Mike, turn up. Do you remember when this podcast first started and I kept doing a segment over what characters they're introduced into Fortnite, even in spite of none of us playing this and our demographic audience not giving a shit? I'm going to do that about Call of Duty now, friend. <laughs> nice. You know what? I want a face-off between like hip-hop stars. I want Usher. I want Team Nicki Minaj versus Usher. And I want to find out who would win and uh, that make it happen. Put Ice Spice in there as well as like the ref. It'll be fucking Just whack great. Def Jam back in there. There you go. Oh my god, Def Jam, Def Call Jam. of Duty. I love the way Moles always brings it back to our um, age range. <laughs> like, put it in like you know the, the you know put it in the streets. The map is you're in the streets. There you go. In the Gang. streets. In the streets. Yeah. There. <laughs> Simple. Might that. Fair enough. Well, um, I don't know how to go from Nicki Minaj to the next line item, so I will just uh, go a bit adjacent and change the pace a little bit. There's been lots of leaks happening over social media and video game culture um, over the last couple of weeks over various remasters. Um, the main ones that have come out recently, though, is that we've kind of heard rumours this for a minute, is that The Last of Us 2 is getting a remaster a la what happened with Last of Us to Last of Us Remastered. There's going to be a Last of Us 2 to a mar- last... A Last of Us 2 remastered. There we go. Got there in the end. Um, they've just remastered the remaster with Last of Us Part 1. So, Henning, save yeah. me here before I say going no, to too much word right. soup. Um, yeah, so thoughts on this? they remastered the PS... Obviously, there was PS3 was the Last of Us 1. They did P- Last of Us Remastered for the PS4. And then they've done the Last of Us Part 1, which is a remaster of Last of Us Remaster for PS4. Then they and released, I've gone boss-eyed. Yeah, there you go. Then they released The Last of Us Part 2, which was on a PS4 and has had a patch to make it run better and look nicer on the PS5, but the talk is that this is going to be a full PS5-exclusive version of the game, all made up in the engine that they did use for The Last of Us Part 1 uber remake which did look bloody lovely. I've got to be honest with you. We've got a, Sorry, there's a deluxe edition that puts them both together. At some, I'm sure, yeah, they'll do a package deal. Absolutely. I think Neil Druckmann just sits there at a bar with Rockstar and goes, how many times do you think I can get these fuckers to keep buying this game? And Rockstar just goes, we're the experts at this motherfucker. <laughs> Hold my some, beer. <laughs> and then Skyrim's at the back of the bar going, let me tell you a story, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got some marks for you. 
I'm going to run on fucking microwaves, man. You see any pigeons, Daddy? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Speaking of which, in that great debate over how many times we can get these rubes to keep buying the same game again and again, uh, there's a rumour that, that Red Dead Redemption is going to get a massive overhaul. That's um, rude. That's rude to Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like, that, well, to be fair, there is a massive fidelity difference there will be between a oh, yeah. Red Dead reimagining on next on current gen I should say consoles um, but also an Uber update to Red Dead Redemption 2 um, to utilise the full extent of the SSDs and stuff on, on current um, consoles that kind of thing uh, folks are we happy to go back to spending an hour riding your horse I um, I spent a little bit of time the other day because I, 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 for some reason I uh, so a friend of mine is playing Red Dead and they never played it before and they're talking to me about how amazing they're finding it and it's making me want to. Um, it's making me want to play again. Mm. And I, uh, I, I looked on the old station, and I was like, there must be a PlayStation Five patch for it. And there isn't. And then I saw mm. reports of people that are playing it on their PS Five, and it's not. It doesn't look as nice uh, because it's um, it's not, not made for the hardware. And it's like some of the. I don't know, the processing of it and stuff, it makes it a little bit blurry in places and things like that. It's not a very, yeah. And so I'm like, I'll wait for some kind of patch then, I guess. But Rockstar have basically given up on it. They don't really do anything with Red Dead anymore because it's like, it's not GTA Online. So they don't really care. I read a thread on Twitter, which is a weird thing to say, of someone who wrote a, basically a book about a footprint. And it was basically... In the areas where you transition from snowy to a warmer climate, there is like a probably about a a hundred meter range of snow that's melting, and when you step in the snow, the footprint has little puddles in, like if you were walking around on defrosted snow, and depending on where in the map it is, it will evaporate and the shades and the colours of different blues within this footprint. And it's like, man, that attention to detail that they crunched those poor developers for, it's only being noticed like five years later. And like, although I ended the last pod on the attention to detail that Rockstar do of their games, i.e. in GTA V, you're just wearing your pants and you go into the water, your testicles shrink. This is the kind of attention to detail these suckers bring. And imagine that level of detail on PS5, hardware like there's something kind of beautiful about that you want to admire 4k footprint yeah <laughs> but i mean for the original because this is the the original red dead the 2010 john marston story mm. like i just hope that they don't do what they did with the gta remasters where they remastered the trilogy of gta fire city and san andreas and just let ai oh, put a sheen it, of paint sheen, sheen of paint over the top of it I really hope they don't just do that. That's mm. my slight concern. I kind of want like a world where it's Red Dead Redemption 2 in all its glory, utilising hardware of nowadays, and that same technology goes into a Red Dead 1 retelling, and you just continue your story after because Red Dead 2 is the prequel, right? So you can do that into it. And I think that would be very nice. I mean... You're talking probably about 500 hours sync to get to that point. Uh, Because I remember Red Dead 2 taking a very bloody long time just to dive 
a certain disease. <laughs> I don't want to spoil a game, but it's just... <laughs> oh, I mean, bro, it's TB in the end. God damn yeah, it. The, uh, the, the, the spoiler is, it, <laughs> it, it does literally end, like, few years, I think, just a couple of years before the first game starts. Yeah. It switches back round. I just, I just hoped him and Dutch would have got a little farm together and had a had a happy relationship. And it would have been I haven't finished the game yet. Oh, God damn it, sorry. Which one, one or two? Uh, two. I mean, if you've played one, you already kind of know what's going to happen at the end. Yeah, but I mean, we don't have memories like you and oh, know yeah. the game inside out. So apologies, Mike. It just gets that from your brain. Apologies. <laughs> anyway, one last news item. Hemming, you're the you're the the news hound on this one about Square Enix and uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Hope for yeah. people. Let's hope. So the uh, there's been Final Fantasy XIV fan fest the last couple of days, where they announced uh, the amongst other things the new expansion that's going to be coming out next year, Dawn Trail, where the main character's on a boat, which is exciting. I guess he's on a boat. Lovely. Um, but the big news that <laughs> came out of it. <laughs> the big news that came out of it is that uh, old Spencer from Microsoft, he came out on stage, shaking hands, old Philly Spencer, big Philly shook star. hands with all of the people from Final Fantasy fourteen and said, we are finally bringing this to Xbox and we are looking forward to working with Square Enix very closely in new projects going forward. So all that talk of Sony looking to potentially buy them out, you know, with Final Fantasy sixteen being exclusive... Looks like Microsoft have uh, chucked some cash their way and said, let's do a little deal over here too. I mean, that actually does put a cat amongst the the, the chocobos, doesn't it? Um, I'm quite surprised that this is happening, but also very happy for Xbox players to get to enjoy some of these games. It is still mad that we've got Final Fantasy 16 and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth coming out in the same year currently scheduled. Yeah, and didn't Crisis Core only come out earlier this year? Yes. Remake of that. It's been an absolutely mad What a very mad out- year. creative business unit free. More like lots of output business units free. <laughs> I don't think they're making Seven Rebirth, which is why they're able to make all the oh, different Oh, I see, games. I see, I see, I see. <laughs> you see, they're creative business unit three. We also have one and two. Oh, we, did, and- we ain't seen the prequels, yeah, right? We don't know they're up to. Who knows? There you go. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Anyway, I think we've talked things to death about video games for your ear holes, unless there's anything else in the world we want to bring to this pod. No, let's call that a pod. So thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've liked what you've been listening to and you're lucky at the merchandise, then maybe click on that like, follow, or subscribe button, whatever it is that means that you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. I'd like to thank our souls, brother, back in the chair, back home, back where he belongs, back with his people. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank our producer, the man in the chair, these mole hole, the moles. moles. Cheers, buddy. And a man who is on a hunt for more platinums. He is more platinum than man. A plat hemming. Still can't do it. It still don't work. It ain't working for me. I'm sorry. Keep trying. Keep trying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Um, And you are, you are Kenuff. You're Kenuff. Thank you. I want that jumper, but it's sold out everywhere. Yeah, so good energy. Uh, on that note, I'm going to get my platinum. I'm going to get that RE4 remake platinum by next time we speak. Uh, so it's been a pleasure to serve you a good day.